0: To dissect every trailer, plot twist, and game released for the geekiest of fans. The Mothership, saving the universe from bad comic book adaptations every Friday. All aboard the Mothership, the Geek Culture Podcast from the USA Today Network. Thanks so much for joining us, and I guess happy Friday. I don't know how happy it is. <laughs> well
1: feeling freaking fantastic Serious Friday. <laughs> yes, yeah,
0: seriously. Um let's meet the crew. I'm Brett Molina. Uh I play video games and my favorite quarantine or corn treat is queso.
2: I'm Brian Truitt and he just stole my joke. Uh let's see I watch <laughs> movies and my favorite corn treat huh, is peanuts.
0: We're in quarantine, all bets are off.
2: Yeah.
1: My name is Kelly Lawler. I watch TV, as is the only thing the rest of you do now. And um, my favorite corn treat is uh, sugar-free
0: Jello? Um, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Uh, new episodes of The Mothership drop every Friday, and you can subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you like to listen. While you're on Apple Podcasts and you maybe have some free time, it would be wonderful if you could write a quick review about the show. Uh, not only do you help other fans who love nerdy pop culture find us, as a special bonus, we give a very special shout-out on the next episode. So try it out. Everybody wins. It's all upside for you. Don't forget, along with leaving a review, you can get in touch with us on Twitter. We're at MothershipPod. Uh, you can also send an email to MothershipPod at USAToday.com. Let's jump into the main topic. Uh, this is a really challenging time for all of us. We've been impacted by this coronavirus outbreak that continues to sweep across the globe. For some, it means not having a job, or it means working from home, or it's worrying about whether you or a loved one or a friend is going to be infected by this virus. It sounds like the plot of a movie we would probably discuss on this podcast, but it's all very real and all very scary. So this week we're going to talk about the things that we're watching, reading, playing to give us an escape from reality. Before we start though, we want to give you a heads up about how episodes including this one might sound moving forward. Like some of you, we're working from home separately, which means we're away from our normal podcasting studio. But thanks to technology and very patient producers, we are still recording. But it might not sound like you expect, so please bear with us as we get through this period. We have dogs at home. We might have kids that popping in here and there, so bear with us. We really appreciate you listening, though, and let's get rolling. Um, Kelly, let's start with you. What has been your kind of first go-to to help you escape? this craziness going on.
1: There is one TV show I recommend above all others when it comes to something that you want to lift your spirits and something that's just pure positivity and happiness, and that is The Great British Baking Show, known in the UK as The Great British Bake Off. It is one of those shows where it's all literally sunshine. It's filmed in a tent in a beautiful field in the English countryside with flowers and bees and bunnies and deer. It is about lovely, kind British people who bake very pretty, delicious-looking things, and the judges describe themselves as fussy. It is pure joy. The most recent seasons are not quite as good as the originals. Programming note in the UK, it changed from a BBC show to a Channel 4 show, so it went from public broadcasting to private. They've sensationalized it a little bit. The original hosts and one of the judges are gone. But even those seasons feel like a balm in a very hard time. I have watched the show more times than I care to share with the crowd, especially since uh, Doctor Who, which I've talked about rewatching on this podcast before, is not streaming right now. It's coming to HBO Max if HBO Max has its real launch date this year, which I hope it will. um, So then we'll have access to it again streaming. But British people are lovely. Baked goods are lovely. And I've noticed a lot of people have been inspired to bake bread and like sourdough right now because it's sort of a long, laborious activity that takes a lot of time and care, and you might not have had time to do that otherwise. So it is inspiration for for baking for what you can do at home. So highly, highly recommend. Edited streaming on Netflix.
2: Uh,
0: Brian, what's your pick?
2: Um, so I, for the longest time, I didn't want reality shows in my in my. E- I didn't ever want to watch them. I, you know, it's like we watched like when I was. I started dating my wife and we would watch like Rock of Love like for hours and like Tila Tequila <laughs> and just like all just the worst stuff imaginable. And so I like swore off of them. I mean we'd watch American Idol every now and then and like, you know, my, my wife would watch The Bachelor and I'd kind of half watch. But I just kind of like – I didn't want to watch it because cause it was it's too stupid for words. Uh, but then, you know – Things change, and you gotta watch something to escape. So we started watching Love Is Blind, and I was just like, "Okay, we'll we'll give this, we'll give this a chance." And it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible, but it's just like it's kind of like (laughs) it's kind of calming and welcoming. It's just like to watch people just like implode, and I think and you know it's 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 stupid and you know it's but it's it's so addictive and like just so much of that crap is and you know it's 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 comfort food i mean it's comfort food watching you know just kind of like people date in weird pods and then like oh we're gonna get married we've never met each other okay let's let's you know let's go meet our parents and you know have lots of sex and stuff and you know, it's just it's stupid but like you know everything gets escapist and i think kind of you know like brett was saying you know kind of we're in we're a weird time and kind of it's it's nice to escape some of this stuff sometimes and uh the reunion show sucked but it's just you know it's 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 a fine watch on its own you know it's 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 train wreck tv and you know it is what it is.
1: Have you done? Have you done Love Island UK? No, I'm not. I think you guys would like that. <laughs> One's enough. <laughs> 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 One's enough. <laughs> nope. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nope, okay. I'm done. <laughs> not a not a new genre. Tap just, just out. A brief escape.
0: <laughs> so the con- the concept of Love Is Blind though is everybody's oh, I probably in should an individual. Explain that. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: so <laughs> uh, so so what it is? It's like speed dating, but not. But like on steroids whereas you know everybody's in these pot these rooms and there's like kind of like a wall you can't really like i don't know what it is like a window or something where you can't see through it but you know someone's on the other side and and so they just i guess they go on dates and you know and they talk to people and they get to know each other and it's all about like you know Falling in love with somebody without actually seeing them, falling in love with who they are and what they represent, and their beliefs, and you know that that sort of nonsense, and and so you know and it's like and again it's like speed dating if you know, it's not, not it's not a dated term at this point, but so you know they go on these dates every day, and then like some people fall in love, you know some people have like multiple lovers and people that they're into, um, so it's it's kind it's just like the old you know regular dating shows, but it's it's. You know, you're 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 waiting to see what happens when they finally do see each other, and like you know, you're waiting for the train wreck to happen. And there's like you know, and there's all different kinds of people. There's the you know, there's the old older lady. You know, older lady being thirty five, um, but like you know, she's she's older and she's like dating it's a twenty four year old, so she's like she's totally um you know she's like oh you know love is blind but like you know it's totally all about looks for her. and then, like you so it's it's again it's it's one of those exercises in human nature that kind of like you cannot stop watching
1: and then they all if to meet the other person they have to propose right, right? they have to be right. engaged to actually meet the person yeah. in real life and then they all go to the altar and then decide at the altar if they're gonna well like, some do of them it. don't Didn't... get
2: that far shocker <laughs> okay
1: but there's definitely been at least one like actual marriage right there was
2: well i don't want to give it away because people don't want to watch it but yes at least one
1: wild yeah but it's it's
2: like a throwback and again it's a throwback to like to the 2000s of like creptastic dating shows but it is a comfort food it's like the mac and cheese of like and on netflix right now there's much, there's many other things on netflix to watch that are better <laughs> So, maybe get to that if you get, you know, if you see, if you watch The Witcher and you watch Sinner and you watch Love, Lock and Key, you know, it just get to it when, you know, it, you'll know it when you need to get to it. Sometimes you just need mac
0: and cheese, you know? Exactly. That's all it's matters.
2: like, yep. man, I, like, I'm having to have to have this, this fillet mignon and like all this, all this good stuff. I feel like some mac and cheese. And then you just love his blinds right up there for you.
0: Well, there you go. Um, so I always go anytime I need to like get my escape from reality. I tend to go toward the sitcom. And the newest one that I've discovered lately is Schitt's Creek, which is – I'm only a few episodes in, but so far it's pretty hilarious. It stars Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara. They're this very wealthy couple with two kids. and They have this elaborate mansion, um, and they're just super wealthy. And everything gets taken away from them. I believe – I think they were defrauded. By their manager or something like that. And then they have to basically start over. And the way they start over is the only asset they have left is this small town they bought as a joke called Schitt's Creek. So basically they end up in this really crappy motel and they're living in adjoining rooms. And so it's just basically about them coping with this kind of new reality where they're basically broke and they're trying to kind of rebuild themselves and it's absolutely fantastic. Chris Elliott plays the mayor of the town. His name is Roland shit, which is awesome. But, uh, I love Eugene Levy and uh, Catherine O'Hara. I've loved them since best in show. I think they are just a fantastic couple on screen and they just bring this like really great comedic chemistry. And so I've always loved their work. So when I heard about the show and these two, I jumped right in. Um, but the rest of the characters on the show are really great. Dan Levy is David, who is their son. And then Annie Murphy is Alexis, who is their daughter. And just the whole family dynamic around everything that happens as they're trying to you know, trying to live this new reality that they're in is great. It's hilarious. Um, I love everything about it. I think Chris Elliott in particular is really funny because he's really good at playing these really weird and awkward characters. And I think his role is really wonderful in all of this. And it's just really been enjoyable. It feels like it's a little slow right now because I'm only five, six episodes in. But I, I can see where it's going. And just knowing, you know, tasks that they have around this, it's definitely something I want to stick through and keep watching. It's it's just really – it's been really enjoyable so far.
1: You know that Dan Levy is Eugene Levy's son in real life. Yes. And they created it together.
0: Yeah. I didn't know they created it together. I know they were father and yeah. which is interesting. The other thing that's interesting too is um Eugene Levy, like – this role, seeing him in this role is kind of weird too Because I remember him from American Pie And then even Best in Show He's kind of the real dorky, adorable dad And this one, he's more just A little bit more of a serious, kind of buttoned up businessman So it's kind of a different A different way of seeing him in this But it's really nice It's, it's been a lot of fun watching Like I said, him and Catherine O'Hara together are just wonderful And I could watch them in almost anything
2: How Canadian is it? Is it as Canadian as like Letterkenny? How Canadian is it? I don't
0: it? know if it's I don't know if it's that Canadian. Maybe a little bit. I don't think it's as much as – like I haven't gotten that kind of sense from watching it. So I don't think it's as upfront about it as Letterkenny is definitely. Gotcha.
1: One of my favorite things about Schitt's Creek is that Dan Levy has said in interviews that he wanted to create this place where there was no homophobia. So it like like, takes place in our world except it's like slightly different. It's just a world where there's literally none of it. Um, And so – when there are gay romances on the show, there is never a point where they talk about the people who don't like it. And there's never any pushback in any place that ha- that happens. And that is just kind of a really cool thing. Just like a little, you know, light switch in the universe that makes it a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, and you. And, yeah, it's de- it's definitely a joyful show. I definitely put it on a list of happy shows to watch that I wrote last week.
0: Yeah. And the other thing I've liked about it, too, so far is the relationship with Dan Levy's character, um, David, and Emily Hampshire's character, who is the like the hotel clerk that kind of is running the hotel they're in. And that's been really fun to watch, too, just how the two of them are interacting and how she's kind of baffled by how, like, out of touch with, you know— just the regular world he seems to be in and just kind of seeing the way they connect is, is really great too. So, um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun to watch and I'm looking forward to getting through more of it and just seeing what else is in store. Um, but Kelly, let's get to you now. You have another pick. Tell us more about it.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, so I've been a little stressed about the world for longer than a week. So I have shockingly already gone through all of the seasons of Bake Off Available on Netflix. By the way, there are two that aired in the UK that essentially will never air in the US. I asked PBS and Netflix about it, and it is because they were shot in SD, not HD, and they're probably never coming. Why would you shoot in SD? Um, fun facts. I have no idea. Stupid. It was British. It was little. Yeah. It was never... No one ever thought a baking show was going to be a phenomenon. <laughs> but anyway, so now I am rewatching A Discovery of Witches, uh, which is available on Sundance now, which... Uh, Currently has a 30-day free uh, trial right now, like, in light of uh, social distancing measures. So um, now is a good time to try it to see if you think you would like it. You can, not that I advocate canceling right away, but you can totally burn through the first season of A Discovery of Witches in 30 days. It's only eight episodes. It's a great fantasy show for people who like The Vampire Diaries, uh, Buffy, and Urban Fantasy, where it's like, oh, it's the real world, but then there are, like, vampires and demons and witches. Um, and it is about uh, this woman who's a witch, but she's not really into it. She's like, no, I'm, I'm just gonna go. She's a PhD, she studies history. Um, and then she sort of comes across this magical book that, beca- and she's the only person who can read it, and it freaks everyone out in the magical world. She meets this vampire played by Matthew Good, who is really, really, really excellent at playing a vampire. If you know anything about Matthew Good or have even seen a picture of him, um, <laughs> he's well suited to being a vampire and you know they kind of fall in love while at the same time everybody in the magical world is like but the book the book and everyone's freaking out and the the woman who like shunned magic magic is maybe a little more powerful than she realizes and it's like not the most unique story in fantasy i've ever seen but it is very well acted and very addictive the episodes are about 40 minutes long so they they go really quickly but like not too quickly um, and so it's one of those shows that you can just, like, completely devour. all has great chemistry. It's got Daniel Ezra in it, who is the star of All American on CW, if you like that show. Uh, he is actually British, so hearing him with a British accent after watching him on the CW play a um, L.A. high school football player is quite shocking. But... Uh, all in all, I really love A Discovery of Witches. And there's lots of other great stuff on Sundance Now if you're looking for something that is totally different and that you've never thought of before because maybe you've scrolled through Netflix ad nauseum. But um, highly recommend it. Lots of great independent and foreign stuff on there.
0: Sounds awesome. Um, Brian, what's your next pick?
2: Um, yeah, I've been able to catch up a lot on Manifest, which is – it's in its second season. I don't, we, we might have talked about it. Last year, when it sh- started it's about like you know the it's it's losty it's about you know a bunch of um airplane vanishes for like five and a half years. the passengers show up like five and a half years later after they they like went through a storm they didn't think anything was wrong, and then they like land and it's like five and a half years later, and everybody thinks they've been dead the whole time and so you know if some families have moved on, they got to pick up the pieces relationships you know the the whole the first season was about how the, you know there was like kind of the secret government force that was like trying to kidnap them and figure out why they they came back and if they have superpowers because they have like visions and such, and you know it's very religious because it 's all about people who have come back have callings you know they it 's kind of like the procedural aspect of it where they have these callings every week and then they got to go help somebody, and you know they got to figure out what the callings mean in the grand scheme of things, so there's like an overall mythology and it's kind of like smaller chapter procedural kind of stuff and they've for, somehow forgotten about the whole government conspiracy angle in the second season they've moved on to the fact of like you know they have a death date now they you know for however long you were gone you have that much more length of time the main people are trying to figure out okay well they're gonna die in like five and a half years let's figure out how to like get rid of that death date, you know, figure out, get rid of the callings. you know, there's, there's somebody who's trying to do it like the science way. There's somebody who's trying to do it like, you know, kind of the religion way. Um, so there's a lot of that kind of, there's kind of bigger picture kind of stuff about like, you know, how, it, how it all kind of come, goes back to like some fishermen, like, centuries ago it is not I mean it's kind of nuts in terms of like how much kind of stuff it tries to do but it's it's kind of interesting kind of to, to get into the fact of like lost kind of got into religion but didn't you know it, it, it you know it kind of it was all about you know them being in purgatory the whole time and that was kind of like the thing you thought was gonna happen or did you think they were in heaven or hell you know kind of they dealt they dealt with it in a way but I think this one is very much more kind of like TV procedural, everything's a lot more convoluted than Lost was, but it's kind of fun still to watch because they dig up some interesting things about, you know, cults and belief and, you know, messiahs and, you know, prophecies and do you follow this? path of destiny or you know do you dare to kind of like mess with it and what are the consequences of that are you willing to kind of deal with those consequences so i think it it does it does some interesting stuff with with religion and belief that lost didn't do i mean it's not quite as good as lost because it's you know it's it's an n b c show that's very kind of like NBC, if you know what, you know, you, you know, you've seen enough Law and Order and stuff, you know how pr- procedurally they get. So, and that's, they, you know, they have like, there's a lot of cop drama in this for a show about, you know, religion, but it's it's pretty good. I mean, and I, and I think it, it, it always surprises and not, a lot of shows don't always surprise. You, you kind of get into a point of like, same old, same old. And that always kind of surprises for me.
0: Okay, awesome. Okay, so let me go with my second pick. I had a hard time picking... One show from this genre, I'm uh, with Brian because I am not a huge fan of reality TV. I think a lot of it is sometimes frightening, but I like the stuff where it's like they either have some sort of skill they're trying to demonstrate like Great British Baking Show or a Top Chef, that kind of stuff, or it involves animals. And so my big thing has been any kind of vet show that is available on any Network, I'm watching all the time. So that might mean National Geographic. They have Dr. K's Exotic Animal ER. They have the incredible Dr. Pole. Um, there's also the Vet Life, which is on Animal Planet, I believe. And then that ha- that's the one with the three best friends that start their own vet practice in Houston. And then they're, you know, seeing different animals. The concept is usually the same it's just a vet practice, and you see all the different fun, cool animals that come through, different stuff wrong with them. And then, you know, the doctors save the day. It is absolutely comforting to watch. I love watching all of it. Dr. K in particular, I really like because it's focused on exotic animals. So, you know, instead of just seeing like dogs and cats and and stuff coming through, you might see like um, a turtle, or you might see they had one with a lynx. And so there's a scene where she's trying to figure out how to sedate this lynx because it's obviously – it's someone's pet but it's also a wild cat. And so they're trying to figure out – so you see her in there I think with like a blow dart and so she's using a blow dart to take the – sedate the lynx so that they could do surgery. And it's it's crazy but it's so much joy and it's so much fun and I love all the animals and I love the doctors and it's – I think as far as reality TV goes – so there's two types of reality TV for me that I think are the purest thing. It is anything with animals, like these vet shows, or any reality TV show with kids, like a top junior. It is so pure, it is so wonderful. Everybody's so positive. It's just so joyful to watch. And so if, there, if you see a vet show on TV at all while you're at home, just sit and watch it for a while. It's wonderful, it's a great time.
1: MasterChef Junior is really excellent in terms of the, of the kids.
0: It's amazing like, because they're so polite and they're so gracious and it's the opposite of every reality TV show out there, it feels like. So it's really wonderful. But anyway, if you see a vet show, watch it. They're great. You will not regret it. Let's stop here, though. What books, TV shows, movies, games are you turning to to get through this very crazy time? Uh, Let's talk about it on Twitter. You can find us at MothershipPod or you can tweet at us individually. I'm at Molina 23 I'm at Brian
1: Truitt. I'm at Klawls,
0: K-L-A-W-L-S. Don't forget, you can email us too. We're at MothershipPod at USA We're going to wrap it up here. Thanks so much again for listening. Special thanks to our pilots slash producers of The Mothership this week, Shannon Green and Natalie Boyd. If you like the podcast and don't want to miss an episode moving forward, you can subscribe to The Mothership for free on Apple Podcasts. While you're there, please leave us a rating or a review because we love the feedback. It helps other folks find the show and you get a shout out on the next episode so everybody wins um if apple podcast isn't your thing you can also find us on spotify soundcloud stitcher pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts you will find us so that'll do it until next week nerds out have fun self isolating wash your hands
2: <laughs> wash them good oh man <laughs> uh, rough times. oh
0: boy